On today's episode, we are talking all about fat loss pills. I'm Kate, I'm a registered dietitian. And I am Megan, I am a registered dietitian as well. In this episode, you're really gonna get an in-depth idea of how fat loss pills work or what they claim to do, and our experience working one-on-one -on -one with people in our office who have had a lot of experience with different types of weight loss pills, fat loss supplements. We're gonna share our perspective and some honest stories. We're gonna be pretty unfiltered and raw about this. Right off the bat, we can say that we're not team weight loss pills. We're not going to be um, excited if you come in and tell us that you're taking a fat loss pill. So there, there seems to be this aura of magic yeah. surrounding these weight loss pills that, okay, how could this possibly work that I'm just taking it and then all of a sudden I'm losing weight yeah. and people not really understanding how they work. Kind of the same thing with nutrition where people think like, if I could just get this magic combinations of food, all of a sudden I'll get the exact results mm -hmm. that I want. And all my worries will be gone and I'll be so happy and I'll skip off into the field living happily ever after with this fat loss pill. And I think that I would say probably 75% or more of people that have struggled with their weight have probably tried some type of pill. You know, they've gone to whether it's GNC or CVS or something and just picked up whatever pill the last celebrity that they saw yeah. on TV was endorsing, or they've gone to their physicians and their physicians have actually said, yeah, here's something that can help you. Yeah, a lot of physicians will prescribe or recommend phetamines uh, as a, a form of weight loss or a phetamine and topramate combination to help accelerate fat loss in people with, I think their criteria is a BMI of over 30. So okay. if you're considered obese clinically, and that's just by the number, we're not advocating like that BMI is, is the, the best form of measurement of health, but that's what they'll do. They'll see, okay, BMI over 30, and they'll recommend taking a phetamine. And maybe if you're in that situation and you're not really sure, you never really thought about a weight loss pill, you never really put a lot of thought into it, and your doctor or a physician that you really trust suggests it, you might think like, okay, like it's a good idea. I don't think it's a good idea. Well, how do those things work? Why, why do they help people? Because we're not denying that they don't help you That's lose right. weight. We yeah. are not denying that. Like, they work. If you take them, you probably will lose weight for the amount of time that you are taking them. Which is typically not over 12 weeks. Okay, so that's pretty much the cutoff in the research that I've done about them. 12 weeks is it. Now there have been some supplements where they've tested up to a year. Uh, so that's a lot longer. It's gonna be the Kisamera. I can never pronounce it. It's like Q-Y-S-M-I-A. It's the mm -hmm. Phetamine and Topamorate combination where they test it up to a year and they don't see negative cardiovascular side effects in those specific studies, but they don't talk about the weight. And so what happens with these pills is your appetite gets really suppressed. You don't feel like eating. Therefore, you are taking in less calories. Oh, okay, so one thing, even if you've never been on a weight loss pill, I'm sure you've had the feeling of drinking coffee in the morning yeah. and that decreasing your appetite. Yep. So caffeine is an upper. Uppers generally suppress your appetite. Yeah. The reason why they suppress your appetite is because your body no longer needs food to function. Yeah, it's got it's, fuel. It's getting energy from that upper. So your body can get energy from three places restorative sleep, food, and uppers. Mm -hmm. So when you're on an upper, now your body's like, I don't need sleep, I don't need food, let's go, let's do this. <laughs> let's grind. 
And so because your body's not sending you that hunger signal anymore, you are more likely to eat less. Mm -hmm. The problem with this is your body just doesn't relearn those things and just continue that forever. As soon as you stop taking that upper, your hunger is going to come back. Yeah. And so your weight is also going to come back. And sometimes with vengeance, depending on how long you're taking this specific supplement, if your metabolism adapts to match this lower amount of energy that you're eating. So if you're not hungry and you naturally just start eating, let's say on average 700 calories less per day, whatever, and you do that for an extended period of time, well, your metabolism learns, oh, okay, we're not getting the same amount of calories as we used to get. So I'm gonna adapt to this new normal and I'm gonna slow down my natural ability to just burn energy. And it does this in a lot of different ways. Uh, You're gonna be naturally just less active or you're just not gonna be burning the fuel you do put in at the same rate. So as soon as you transition off of those weight loss pills, here you are back to your normal eating habits because your hunger's back. You didn't change anything. You didn't change anything. And typically your hunger is gonna come back stronger, but then your metabolism, so you can see this is an issue, your hunger is back up to normal if not higher and your metabolism slowed down. And so that's a recipe for rapid weight regain and possibly a little extra than when you started. I mean, how many times have you heard that from somebody who has done either a fat loss pill or they've done some kind of like eight week, 12 week meal replacement crap thing and they gained more weight after they stopped? And and if I could just save you the time, because I know that these companies have really good marketing teams Mm -hmm. and they make it look yeah (laughs) really tempting and really easy to do this but i will tell you that i've had probably hundreds of clients that have done this before and i've never had one that's come to me and said i'm really happy Mm -hmm. that i took that weight loss pill and i had a really good outcome from it yep yes they've lost weight while they've been on it but then they've had some kind of experience that has made them stop taking that pill, right? They've had some kind of adverse reaction or it's come to the end of the time where they're allowed to be taking that. And now they're in our office. They Mm -hmm. wouldn't come to us if that pill would have solved all of their problems, right? Like if everything was going great and they were just taking this pill and they were getting everything they needed out of it, they would never need to come see a dietitian. But yet, because I've seen so many people that have been through that experience, Let's just fast forward to the end. (laughs) Let's not have you go through that entire experience and let's figure out what's actually gonna work for you to lose weight for the long haul Mm -hmm. versus just trying to find that quick fix. The quick fix doesn't exist. I need to get that like tattooed on my forehead. Yeah, just when people come in, (laughs) we're just every single day in black market. The quick fix does not exist. Like in Mean Girls, the limit does not exist. The quick fix does not exist. (laughs) And that's just the experience after you're done taking the pill or whatever it is. It sucks afterwards, but the actual experience of taking it isn't fun either. Like it doesn't feel good to just be like on all the time because there's negative side effects. First of all, your heart rate is really high and you sweat a lot. And I was telling Megan before we started to record this, when I was in college, me and my friends went to this local supplement store. That's what it was called, Supplement Superstore. Awesome, great guys. But they had these fat loss pills and they gave us free samples. And these were like horse tranquilizers. My friend, Emily, she couldn't even swallow them. They were so big. And I thought she was a wimp, but now thinking about it, I'm like, I don't think I can do either. I remember I took these and they were marketed 
for exactly who I was. They were like called the goddess. 12 pack whatever Gold with sparkles like literally. <laughs> um, the pills were pink and they had a hot girl on the cover and i was like i want to look like her i was sitting in class sweating bullets i was wearing gray that day i looked so gross i did not feel right my stomach didn't feel good it was just like this gross like pit feeling i just felt weird and sweaty and not like myself and i didn't want to eat but then at nighttime, I was hungry again, and mm -hmm. I ate everything. I lived in the sorority house that year, and I remember they had bagels and peanut butter stored, like, that we could get whenever we wanted. I ate, like, two went bagels the... and went in yeah. on some bagels. Yeah. That was a horrible experience, and I don't know the exact combination of chemicals or ingredients in that specific fat loss pill, but that was enough to deter me from any kind of commercial fat loss pill till the day I die. And how many times have you heard about these fat loss pills coming off the market? Yeah. I mean, you know, people take them for 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, and then all of a sudden, instead of the commercials promoting them, now all of a sudden it's the lawyers. <laughs> you commercials might be compensated. That are, yeah, exactly. If you took this pill, you may be compensated because you had a heart attack or you had this cancer or you had this thing happen to yeah. you where... From taking that pill later on down the road, we find out. That's going to be me. I got some money in my future. <laughs> I, I think it's coming up on that 10-year mark pretty soon. All right. Okay. I got some money my way for sure. Yeah, these fat loss pills. And it, that's another thing, too. It's just like, think about it. Like, you're just taking somebody's pill that's not regulated by the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration. You're just taking somebody's word that, all right, this is all right. It's good. It's on the shelves. It's in a package. My girlfriend took it. I got recommended it by it to, you know, somebody told me to take it. You know, you're just taking the word. If you've ever attempted to improve your diet, we don't have to tell you that changing your eating habits is hard. Working with hundreds of clients one-on-one, -on -one, the root problem is typically one of two things. First, you don't have a clear plan or direction to help you stick to your eating goals. Or two, you have no one holding you accountable to these goals for the long haul. Your solution to both of these issues is DAP, which stands for Daily Accountability Program. DAP is a 30-day virtual coaching program where one of our registered dietitians at Nutrition Awareness not only helps you craft a personalized blueprint to reaching your goals, but holds you accountable to that plan every single day. During each 30-day cycle of DAP, we teach you how to plan and stick to your healthy lifestyle and or weight loss goals through personalized nutrition and daily accountability via video, audio, and text message. Nothing is automated. You're talking to a real-life dietitian who understands you, your lifestyle, struggles, and goals. If you're curious about DAP, we invite you to view our application, which provides more information as well as some of the testimonials from previous clients who have found tremendous success on DAP. The application can be found on our website, www.orlandodietitian.com backslash coaching. Just scroll to the bottom and you'll see our application form. Again, that's orlandodietitian.com. Dietitian is spelled D-I-E-T-I-T-I-A-N. Supplements are innocent until proven guilty. Yeah. And my favorite example of this is I could literally take the dust off my floor, put it in a capsule, and call it moon rock metabolism enhancing mm. powder. Take my money. Here you go. <laughs> I can get somebody to do before and afters. 
I can get some influencers to throw things out there and say, hey, this worked for me. And because the influencers are out there saying that it worked for them, guess what? I'm making money, right? Making some money. And You're the, going to Cabo. Mm-hmm. And the only reason it would get taken off the market is if I caused harm mm. to somebody. Mm-hmm. And only time will tell. Exactly. And if I never cause harm to anybody because it's just dirt <laughs> off the floor, <laughs> then I can still continue marketing my product over and over again. Yeah. Yeah, you can. It's a business, baby. But that's why they do it because it's almost like the expression. Like, if I could just take a magic pill and all of my worries would just disappear. It's just magic. And that's what they do with those fat loss pills. I mean, they literally just package people's biggest desires, their ultimate dreams, and they make it easy. They take all of the hard work that comes along with getting a big reward. And then there's also medications that you can take that aren't necessarily marketed as fat loss pills that kind of work in this same way. What are some of those things? Vyvanse. I know that gets prescribed a lot for binge eating disorder Mm -hmm. specifically. So if you don't know what binge eating disorder is, we've talked about it on a few episodes, quite a bit actually. And essentially this is when somebody eats a large amount of food that is to the point where they feel uncomfortable. Um, They might eat it in shame or in secret. And this suppresses their appetite so they don't feel as compelled to binge. There is no purging following after binge eating disorder. So Vyvanse is also prescribed to children who have attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. So it can also suppress appetite. A lot of those kids who have ADHD are typically really thin. They don't want to eat a lot. And so adults take advantage of it too. And this also could be Concerta. It could be Adderall. Could be any of those medications. Yeah, really any of those things that cause you to super focus mm-hmm. and not think about food. Yeah. And one of the things you'll notice is as soon as that wears off and you're able to tune back into your body's cues, guess what? Those are going to come back in in yeah. overdrive. And a lot of times these supplements or weight loss pills will claim to increase your metabolism. Yeah. And what they do is they help you to burn more calories in the moment Mm -hmm. so you're more jittery you're like you want to move around so you are burning more calories in the moment but it's not increasing your inherent metabolism the only thing that does that is increasing your muscle yeah that is the only thing that does that so if a supplement is claiming that it increases your metabolism it's not it's just increasing the amount of calories that you were burning in that specific period Mm. of time such a great point There are a lot of different supplement ingredients that claim to boost metabolism, burn more calories, aid in fat loss. Burn fat. Burn (laughs) fat. That's like the... The, That's the word. That's how they get you. It's going to help me burn fat. Tone up, burn fat. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. And if you're just like perusing the aisles of Target, you can see these different supplements. In fact, one of them we were talking about earlier when we introduced the whole podcast was hydroxycut. And I don't know if you can buy that in stores. I'm not sure. But we did some research about hydroxycut. Do you want to kind of like talk about what actually, what it actually is? I don't actually know what they put in it. I got some notes here, right? <laughs> so they put something called Robusta coffee extract. Oh, coffee extract. That's in everything. It's in everything. <laughs> Gosh, Yeah. Yeah, and just drink coffee. all of just the studies, this cracked me up. All of the studies where they were showing weight loss with people who took hydroxycut, both groups followed calorie-reduced diet and performed exercise. And none of them were long-term. They were no more than 60 days. And they never talked about what happened after they took the supplement. So mm-hmm. who knows what really happened or if it was even a placebo effect. 
and I my, my whole thing is it just sounds so marketing and gimmicky and if coffee extract was like the thing that really did it everybody would be taking it by now right exactly you know, that's a, be... that's a really good point if we had found the solution <laughs> to losing weight and it was just a pill yeah like wouldn't everyone who wanted to lose weight just take that pill yeah and everyone would be on it right and none of us would be overweight yeah but <laughs> The facts are that that's just not the case, right? And that's not the, the situation. And a lot of times, when you're you're in this situation and you and you're overweight and you feel overwhelmed and you feel like making all of these changes is something that you can't do. I understand that it's really tempting if you have your physician who only has five minutes with you, yeah. and the only thing they feel like they have time for is to say, "Here, take this," because I know I've seen other patients lose fifty pounds if they just take this. But then it's just that short-term solution. Mm -hmm. You may lose 50 pounds, but you're probably going to gain 80 back. I know. I know. It's so sad. I hate the way that they capitalize on people's desperation. That's what it is. And that's why the diet industry is so, like, I don't know, it just gives me the creepy crawlies. Because they recognize this desperate need that people have. People want to lose weight. They want to feel healthier. And they know how to market it. They know how to appeal to your emotions. So... That's a big thing to think about. When you're watching these commercials or you're reading the box of a supplement or a fat loss pill or a shake or a program, notice how these commercials make you feel. They make you feel inspired. They make you feel hopeful. They make you feel excited to try something. And they do that on purpose. They want your buy-in. They want your money. And when they show you these before and after photos, they're always like eight weeks. They're never... Okay, here was Sally two years ago, and look how she's maintained this healthy weight. They never show you that because they want you to buy into those quick, immediate results that you might get from a fat loss pill, unfortunately. Sometimes for us, like as registered dietitians, we have to be those people that burst those bubbles. I hate that time. So we aren't the ones that are like throwing out the sexy solutions. We're the ones that are reeling you back in to say like, hey, this actually isn't going to work for mm -hmm. you. And sometimes that's a turnoff for people to be like, I don't I don't want you to dive into my real life and really figure out what it is yeah. I need to change. I just want the quick fix. So a lot of times as registered dietitians, we have to be those people that bring yeah. people back down to earth. And that's probably why we're not making $10 million. Yeah, that's why we're making $10 million. <laughs> you know, if I had $10 million, I would fund a crusade against the diet industry, which is like a billion-dollar industry. You know what, right before we came in here, I met with a guy and he owns a business. And we, he and I, we always have all of these like metaphors about business and finance and nutrition and diet because he's personally following the weight loss program right now. And we were talking about the process is what builds the business. The process is what gets you to your health outcome. When you are just focusing on getting to the outcome as quickly as possible, maybe you'll get there for a minute, but it never lasts. Same with if you're trying to make a lot of money or if you're doing a lot of investments or you're building a business. Like, it does not happen fast. It's not overnight. It's not overnight. And it's like, okay, if you want to get rich quick, you can buy a book, you can go to a seminar. When has that ever worked? When has anyone just been like, oh, I went to this get rich quick seminar and all of a sudden I was a million dollar, trillion <laughs> well, maybe if they started a diet pill company, maybe that's the exception. But it's the same thing with whatever kind of health outcome in this context, weight loss. It's the same thing. I mean, there's so many parallels to it if you're dating somebody. It takes a long time to cultivate a good relationship before you get to, I guess, the end marriage or whatever you want to say the end is or whatever. And then the journey continues, right? You have to put a lot of time and effort and energy into something that's a big reward. And health and wellness is just one of those things that 
You have to work on every single to. day. You get to. I think that's important. Yeah, that's true. I think that's like the number one thing that I see when people are really attracted to quick fixes. They see the entire process of changing their life as dreadful. They see it as like, oh my God, you mean I have to give up this and start doing that? It's like, okay, we first need an entire perspective shift here. Probably because the things that they've done have been things that suck yeah. for them. Tilapia <laughs> like and bad experiences. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or maybe the things that they've heard or maybe the things that they've read. And when you start to talk to yourself differently, even if you don't believe it right off the bat or you take a little action that doesn't suck so bad and you start to prove to yourself like, oh, this actually feels really good to take a walk or it actually feels really good to say no to dessert or whatever it is. Then you start to buy into the process. And when you buy into the process, you continue to buy into the process. You continue to make these investments to get to that big ultimate reward. And then here's the kicker. You learn there's never a finish line. It's only ever evolving. Where fat loss pills have a finish line. They're like, you can get to this weight. You'll lose this much weight. There shouldn't be a finish line. Maybe you reach a certain weight goal, but if you never instill the habits to maintain that weight goal throughout that process, good luck, Chuck. I mean, you're screwed. Yeah. So if you know somebody who is on a weight loss pill or maybe your mom or your aunt or your sister is thinking about taking a weight loss pill, please share this episode with them because we want to shortcut that process yeah. for them and get them to the end faster because all this is going to do is to delay the changes that they really yeah. need to make for the next three months or six months or nine months until they then have to look for another long-term solution. Mm. Yeah, I've had people tell me that they can talk to their loved one all about it, but it doesn't really resonate with them unless they hear it from a dietitian. Yeah. So send them this, right? Just kind of be like, this was interesting. You don't have to like be like, mean about it <laughs> or just put it on your Instagram stories. That's a really subtle, like, yeah, nudge. exactly. Like you've got to listen to this and tag us in it because we like to see who's listening and we like to talk to you guys where we'd be in the DMS chatting away. And speaking of Instagram, if there is any kind of topic that you want us to cover, whether it's for your own knowledge and information, or maybe you want us to talk about a specific subject because someone you love is eating in a way that you're not in agreement with or have confusion about, Send us a direct message and we'll be sure to plan a podcast or some social media content about it. And we actually have a new segment that we're doing right now. Yes. Um, and so if you just have a quick question that could mm. go on this segment, that would be great. So we're going we're gonna to call it healthy or not. And we are just going to talk about something that we get asked about all the time and tell our opinion, is it healthy or is it not? Mm. So for the first one, we're going to talk about acai bowls. Ah, uh, acai bowls. And that is actually how it's pronounced. Yeah, not acai. Acai. <laughs> acai bowls. And these little places are popping up everywhere, whether it's food trucks or whether it's smoothie bowls, like these acai things. Like, first of all, what is acai? It's a berry, right? Yeah, like exactly. Berry yep. thing. It just mm -hmm. blended up. Yep, <laughs> it's, it's, no, it's like a strawberry. Yeah, exactly. So it's a superfood. And the reason why we call it a superfood is because it's high in nutrients, it's high in antioxidants. Mm -hmm. But that being said, so are blueberries. Yeah. So are strawberries. So a lot of things. You know, it doesn't have to be acai's. It's just spelled, but it sounds exotic. So anything's it's exotic. It's from the Amazon. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's from the Amazon. And you can get these packets 
at Trader Joe's, mm-hmm. you can in the frozen section, you can mm-hmm. get them at your grocery store, or like we talked about, you get them from a food truck. So are these things healthy or not? Well, healthy is such a hard word, right? And we could talk all day about that. So acais are nutrient dense. The berry itself is really nutrient dense. Typically when people are having acai bowls, they're blending it with other fruit and topping it with more fruit. Exactly. (laughs) So it's a lot of fruit, which isn't unhealthy per se, right? We have to look at your entire diet and how it fits. So if you're just eating a giant bowl of blended fruit for lunch and that's it, I mean, that's just a lot of blended sugar, essentially. You're gonna be hungry again in an hour. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then on the flip side, if you are focusing on portion control, a lot of times you can add a bunch of toppings to this. You can put peanut butter drizzle and nuts and hemp seeds and coconut shreds and sometimes they're sweetened. You can put honey and agave drizzles on it so then you add a lot more calories from it. While those are nutrient dense foods, it can really add up quickly and might not be the best for your specific plan. So you have to be careful about exactly what's going into your acai bowl and how many toppings you're putting on it. A lot of times they can have 100, 120 grams of sugar very easily because they're blended with juices. Yeah. And so a lot of times there's orange juice, pineapple juice, apple juice blended into these acai bowls because acai berries themselves are pretty tart. They're not very sweet. So oftentimes these bowls will not only come with the juice, but then also the sweetener on top of them or the sweetener blended in. Mm -hmm. So that's something to watch out for. So if you're getting an acai bowl or you're making your own, make sure they're blending it with a high protein yogurt. Mm -hmm. That is one way to make sure they're kind of balancing out their sugars. And then also you could get a protein powder added to it a lot of times, which is gonna give it more staying power. And try to stay away from the toppings that are just more fruit on fruit on fruit on fruit. (laughs) Try to do those nuts, seeds, things like that that aren't adding more sugar. Ask Mm -hmm. them not to add the honey, not to add the agave or the maple syrup. Like you don't, fruit is sweet on its own. It doesn't need additional fruit to it. So I think in some ways it can be a not so healthy choice. But if you're making your own or if you're kind of making sure that you're getting the protein and fat with the acai bowls, I think they can be a good choice. Agreed. Nutrient dense, but it all depends on your goals and you have to be cautious on how it fits. Exactly. All right, guys, that's it for today's episode. Again, if you have an idea for a topic or healthy or not, shoot us a direct message on Instagram at nutrition.awareness. See you next week.